Hey everyone, welcome to another devotion. It is May 23rd and the title, I hope, I think, I feel, I pray, is going to bless <laughs> at least some of you. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. We haven't read it I yet. I thought you were going to say, I, I hope I know it and you're looking at it right now. No, so. no, no. But the title is The Hindrance of Bitterness and ooh, bitterness is just a nasty thing. But if you can get set free from bitterness, your life all of a sudden, I was going to say becomes so much sweeter, but is that just too many bittersweet? Like, no, I like it. I just Yeah, pretty. we want to live a sweet life and bitterness just sucks the sweet out of it. The opening scripture is Psalm 109, verse 21, and it says, Lord, deal kindly with me for your name's sake, because your loving kindness is good. Deliver me. And the devotion says, do you have unhealed resentment towards God? Just going to let that land for a minute. Do you ever think to yourself, these horrible things happened to me, but where was God? Why didn't he protect me? When you experience difficult trials, deep roots of fear and bitterness can take hold that you mistakenly attribute to him. Consequently, your God-directed anger can become one of the greatest hindrances to your knowing his will. He may speak to you out of love and kindness, but if unforgiveness rules your heart, you'll find it difficult to believe what he says. But friend, your God is not cruel toward you. He is loving, kind, sacrificial, and wise. Yes, he may have allowed painful circumstances to touch your life, but he didn't necessarily cause them, and he certainly didn't intend evil. Likewise, he wouldn't have permitted the trial to affect you if there were no benefit in it for you. Therefore, soften your heart toward him and allow him to speak to you. Your God wants to heal you with his loving kindness. Don't turn him away. Rather, invite him to bring light to the darkened places. And the prayer at the bottom says, Jesus, please root out my anger. I know you are loving and kind to me. Amen. This is a good one because why did I, I'd love to ask you, I can think of one period of time in my life where I got a little bitter towards God and had unforgiveness, I guess, and I was really upset at him. Mm. Um, but it wasn't so much for me. It was on behalf of someone of my family um, when we were... <clears throat> when my parents really, you know, we were as a family going through a really hard time financially, but I think I just saw how hard my dad and my mom, but my parents were working and they were, they're just such good people, salt of the earth people that I was just really confused as to why he wasn't showing up. And show, and the thing is, they weren't mad at God. They never turned their backs on God. They they were a great example walking through a really hard time of faith and trust and didn't mean it wasn't hard for them. But I was like bitter on their behalf. Like, God, why they're, they're great. Why wouldn't you show up for them? Only to realize after the fact and when I was kind of walking through healing, and this is, I think, a huge, it's like what it says here, which is he may have allowed it to happen because, you know, he, he can stop anything he wants. He can allow it, but he didn't cause it. And I think that that is where bitterness and resentment and even hatred towards God can come in is when you misplace what happened as, oh, this is God's plan. And I will say that there are Christians and other people that pop in and be like, well, God has a plan in it. And I know that some of them mean well, but you don't want to hear, 
you, you know, when, when our first daughter died, you don't want to hear from someone, Oh God has a plan or this is, this is God's <laughs> plan period. Yeah. I'm like, this wasn't God's plan, but we live in a fallen world. Yeah. And so because of this, God didn't cause this, there's no death in him, but this happened period. There's a period at the end of that sentence. This is reality. And we have two choices. We can either run from God or we can run to him. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with running to him and being like, God, why did this happen? And just bringing your broken heart to him. Every time I've done that, I've gained understanding, not always in the way I thought, but I've gained understanding and I've gained, um, I mean, just peace. And I think you really can only get bitter towards God and most people for that matter, if you don't talk to them. I think for the most part, if you go to someone when you have an offense or an unhealed mm, or a cut, good. if you go to them and just say, hey, 99% of the time when you hear their side or when you hear they didn't yeah. mean it or when you look in their eyes and you see like, wow, I didn't realize that this hurt you so badly. Or when you go to God and you and you have that revelation like, oh, wow, because I'm hurting, his heart is breaking even more than mine is. It's hard to be bitter. I think it's bitter when we shut off, you know, and don't communicate, I guess, with the person that we have the offense or the frustration against. Like, I think that's yeah. probably the worst thing you can do. Yeah. <clears throat> but I wanted to ask you, did you, have you ever had a season in your life where you can think of where you were mad at God or no? Cause I don't feel like I've ever heard you talk about it if there ever was, or if when in thinking back, was there ever any time? No, or? it wasn't. And I think I just, I've always been like a faith-filled person and yeah. thinking like even when we lost our daughter it I had people being like oh I'll, I'll be mad at God for you and I'm like no I'm not I'm, I'm not asking you to do that because and it, it's tough too because I've had from a young age experiences with God I feel like so there's no way that I deny I could ever deny his existence or that he's a good God yeah you know so having those experiences if and when things don't go a certain way I can be confused but I know and because I've read the bible like I know the story of Job and I know the story of other characters who have had hard times right like life isn't promised to be easy yeah and who am I to be like no I deserve it to be easy and I deserve that there shouldn't be trials I just know God is real. He's always there. And whatever happens in life, like he turns everything bad for good. Yeah. So I've never been bitter at him. I've always been faithful. I think that's also a, a, a spiritual strength of mine. I was just going to say, that's one of your spiritual giftings is the gift of faith yeah, for sure. Yeah. Faith for the others, faith, you know, even even when you were close to losing your life, I just never... You didn't like, come into agreement with that ever. Yeah, you it, had faith and trust that everything, even yeah, though it wasn't okay, it was going to be fine. Which is weird because when we lost our daughter, I I never thought that was an option. You know, but but I don't think yeah I didn't either. No, no, yeah, you never really ever yeah. think about it. I mean, you maybe hear stories here and there, but it's not like we've had anyone, and we've had miscarriages, but to have a stillborn, and to not have any reasons for it, it, it just really caught us all. Our families, our loved ones, everyone, everyone just yeah. off guard, and probably all of you too. <laughs> yeah, but then if if we were looking back, like if we caught it 
early, whatever, you know, and if our doctors could, were able yeah. to have, if we were able to have our daughter early, right? Like 28, mm-hmm. like a preemie, I'd have faith that our doctors would, fine. yeah, that, yeah. that they're, you know, and, and if it didn't, like, I would still like, I wouldn't be confused. I'd be like, well, shoot, I know everyone did everything that they could. And it still would be confusing. And, and I still haven't dug into all the trauma of losing our first one and then also almost losing you like every every new day but but I don't I'm not sitting here bitter and yeah. you know every new thing even like having Ashton and like a new mother's day and like if a father's yeah. day comes yeah. by like new things get brought up but I'm I I, I don't know what all to deal with yeah and you know I I, I definitely if it was like holding me back would seek like weekly counsel you know um i don't think i'm living back there and i don't think it's really affecting my day-to-day but when it does affect when stuff does come out i I seek help mainly mainly from god and then also from you and our our mentors and stuff like that the best thing that we both have done and can do which is just live our lives because that's i think the greatest gift that you can give to anyone you've lost is to live And she didn't get to live longer than, you know, as long as we had dreamt and hoped she would. So the best way I think we can honor her is to live. I know if I died prematurely, like if I died younger, um, I would want every person in my life, and I'm sure you feel the same, not to stop living and and exist every day and be depressed and sad and just full, you know, and, and... heavy i mean i'd want them to miss me (laughs) i'd miss you like but but it's i would want people to whether it was in my honor publicly or not i would want them to be like you know what brit didn't get to do this so i want to like Mm -hmm. i can honor her in this way which is just to live fully like live the life that god has for me and i think that that's what we've tried to do but the days that where things come up and usually it's kind of a surprise and usually it's i'm think i'm the one that you know is feeling something and I go to you and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is how I'm feeling today. Um, not sorry for feeling it, but just like, Hey, heads up. This is like where I'm at. Um, I think we both are really good about not, not staying in that place, but pressing in and not shutting it off either, but pressing in, trying to sort it out. And then, like you said, seeking counsel, whether that's a mentor or just going straight to God, like, Kind of going through, we have like checks and balances now, yeah. which is we open up to one another, we honor in one another, let me watch Ashton, you go pray, like what do you need, you know, go get with God, and then we check in, do we need further yeah. community, do we need people to pray for us, do we need to go to, you know, whether it's like a, a parent Church, or a mentor pastor, or a pastor, therapist, like whatever, yeah, counselor, therapist, where it's like, hey, I need a little bit more, yeah. I need another tool, yeah, these are the tools exactly. I have, and we yeah. continue to to collect tools, I feel like, in dealing with yeah. that, but sometimes you hit a rough patch, or you hit, like, if you're mining a cave, and I don't know the, the right terminology, and there's a new and layer of, yeah, of and you're like, well, shoot, I don't, you can't get through, yeah, you're like, I don't the have, the, have the tool to get through this, like, it's yeah. a new material, in my little, you know, axes or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I'm not a tooly person. Which I've got to say, I'm such a tool person. Like yeah, I love you whenever are. we go and I somewhere. Love I love that about you. I'm a pack rat. I, I, I'm. A, yeah, you like to overpack. I'm a best friend survivalist. How would I say that? Like everyone wants to be 
my best friend if the world was gonna, oh because sure. I would have whatever we need. Um, yes, absolutely. But it, but it's great. Like even in life and every new season, there's so many tools out there, and we've. It, it's not like we've, you know, like like self help books, right? Like there's a million self help books. You don't need to read every single one. We have the Bible. That's the most important one. Totally. But then there's other tools outside of that that just add to the arsenal that, yeah. that you get. And mainly, like, I love wisdom, especially mm-hmm. from people who have been there, who I respect, yeah. who um, I would love to em- emulate our lives and our family yeah. after. It's really, really nice to ask for their wisdom. And yeah, tools totally. Yeah, tool. I mean, it's great to just collect tools along the way along your journey and but yeah back to back to bitterness the one thing I can say is that I cannot harp on enough is and I feel like people would laugh at this and be like you don't know and it's true I don't know your situation but there's truly nothing and again I mean I, I do stand by this if you really with an honest heart and not a hardened heart or a heart that has already decided what you're going to what the outcome's going to be or how you feel about it but if you really have that maturity to go whether it's to the person or to God yeah. with an openness and give them a chance to reveal their heart to you 99% of the times and I'd say 100% of the time with God you can't walk away bitter so my encouragement is, and isn't that isn't the Unless saying? It really goes the wrong way. Oh well, yeah, but isn't that's why I said there's ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. But isn't there a saying that talks like bitterness is drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die? Yeah. Like bitterness yeah. and unforgiveness is and like hatred. Yeah. And hatred. hatred. It's like you're you're you are harming yourself, yeah. waiting for the other person to be in pain. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. So when we are that way with God, when we have so much anger and bitterness and hatred towards God. We are literally harming ourselves waiting for him to feel pain. And that's not the way it works. Yeah. And if you just go to him and say, hey, I don't want to feel this way. I want to be happy again. I don't want, you know, but I don't understand why this happened. And I do think one of the things, too, that I didn't mention earlier that I was going to is I had a full on God already knows what's in your heart. He already knows. So you expressing it out loud, what it does, it doesn't shock him. It doesn't yeah. make him mad. It doesn't. What it does is it unloads it from you. Yeah, that's so good. It's so like important it's to like do. if you are sick, if you ingest some bad milk or bad sushi or bad whatever, your body wants to throw it up because it's harming you. The yeah. longer that bad bacteria is in your body, yeah. it's going to spread everywhere, and ultimately that can kill you. So your body's defense to that is throw it up, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And so my encouragement, and I've done this, is I have like word vomited to God, like cussed him out because I was so upset and immediately after because he already knew it was already in my heart I didn't come up with some new thoughts in that moment I was walking around with it and I let it out and it felt really good to let it out but afterwards it was his you know it says his kindness leads Mm -hmm. us to repentance I didn't even know I had anything to repent of I was just pissed off and it was when I let it all out and he was still there with so much kindness and love. It was like, I think in my mind, I, w- I thought, oh, this is just, I'm just going to let it out because this will be the final straw or, I don't know what I was thinking, but I wasn't prepared for the 
overwhelming sense of his presence immediately after. I think in my mind, I was like, you can't do that to God. Like, that's disobedient. That's this. That's dishonoring. And God was like, you're carrying it around inside of you. This actually makes me happy. Get it out. And then I was repenting because I was like, wow, Lord. Because then it was only after I got rid of it all that I could see, oh, this wasn't you. Like, you're not the cause of this. And it's actually when I walk with you that there's restoration for the very thing that I'm upset about losing, you know? And so I just want to encourage anyone out there, if you do have bitterness and unforgiveness or anger towards God, he knows. He's God. Like, yeah. you holding it in is only hurting you. It doesn't hurt him. It's not affecting him, except that it hurts his heart that you're hurting because you're his child. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you, if you have that, whether you write a letter, I think talking out loud is very, very powerful. I say just let it all out. Just let it out and see how you feel after. Yeah. You know? And sometimes with like other relationships, yeah. you make assumptions out of yeah. the other people. Maybe at, at why they did something. Like if you have yeah. bitterness towards someone, uh, you know, a best friend, uh, you know, a neighbor, a family member, and you're just sort of assuming why they did something or what they meant by it. Yeah. And this bitterness just festers in you. And half the time, those people like you took it out of context like yeah. you really didn't understand or they didn't mean what they said or you took offense to it and they didn't mean it or their sarcasm so when you just confront it out of love but go to get some clarity and some community like just communicate like hey yeah what did you mean by this or hey this really hurt my feelings 99 percent of the time they didn't mean to do it mm-hmm. and a lot of times that bitterness will just die if you just communicate it. So just like with you and God, getting it out to him, he already knows, but if you just have a conversation with them, same Mm -hmm. with us and our, you know, fleshly humans down here on earth, having those sometimes hard talks are the most free. And it's so good to do it as soon as you're feeling any bitterness, because that's where the enemy comes in. Mm -hmm. And he'll just mix up your mind like marbles and just create assumptions and bitterness and resentment. And then, yeah, you're just poisoning yourself. Well, on, uh, it wasn't this last Sunday, I think two Sundays ago, John Bevere preached that message, um, at the blog about, about resentment and about bitterness, basically this exact thing. And he, there was someone who he viewed as a mentor, as like a father figure and hurt him so badly. And he had the spirit of offense and bitterness and he realized it and there's a scripture and I don't, again, this is like a theme for me. I'm like there's a scripture, but I don't know where it is. If we did these ahead of time, then I could like find references. But the scripture that, you know, talks about, let's just say, you know, praying for, praying for those that hurt you, right? Like, yeah. and he, God was like, you need to start praying for him. And it wasn't, the thing is the guy meant to do it. Like, it wasn't a misunderstanding. This was a, I mean, I guess you could say malicious in some in some fashion where he intended to cause harm. Like, he was intentionally talking bad or whatever it was. And he started praying for him, praying for him. Eventually, initially, it was reluctant. It was like, oh, God bless him. 
And then he's like, no, I want, and then the Holy Spirit was like, I want you to pray for him the way you pray for your family, yeah. you and your family. And so then he, and he goes, I actually got really excited to start doing it. Eventually like, I built momentum and yeah. I really was sincerely praying for this guy. And then he felt like he was supposed to get him a really nice gift. So he bought him a really nice gift, something he would like, because that's the whole point of this. Pray as if you want someone to pray for you <laughs> yeah. and get a gift that you would like to get. And he went and hand delivered it and said, hey, I got this for you. And the guy was like, what? And he said, I, and I have to, I have to repent. He's like, what? He goes, I have had resentment towards you and just basically expressed himself. And he said, you know, and I forget the way he said it, but basically, um, I've wrongly da da da. And he's like, no, it wasn't wrong. And it turned out that he, he knew exactly what he was talking about and he had felt so terrible. And I think sometimes people hurt others and the enemy is working on them the same way he's working on you. He does not want people in community no. at all. Uh -uh. So he's over there talking in their ear, making them feel that spirit of shame while he's putting the spirit of bitterness and resentment on you so that you guys never communicate because shame will never, shame does not, is too damaged to, you know, go to someone and try to reconcile. They don't feel worthy of it. It just keeps them. Shame is the worst prison maybe ever. And then the person with bitterness is like, well, yeah. I'm hard. I'm like cemented yeah. to my stance so that it never happens. But when you can go and create that bridge, it's so beautiful. Like what could happen, even if the person meant to hurt you, you never know if maybe after they carried that out, they have just been through the ringer feeling awful about it, you know, and you going to them gives them an opportunity. Now, reconciliation is not always going to happen, but at least you got it out and you can move on. Mm. You can just leave it at that conversation and just walk away. And it's in the rear view mirror. At least you're not carrying those bricks in your backpack anymore. So anyways, that's good. The prayer at the bottom again to close us out says, Jesus, please root out my anger. I know you are loving and kind to me. Amen. And he is. Amen.